Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. It's to Him be all the glory, all the glory. But I do thank the pastors for their obedience. I thank God for choosing me. But I'm going to tell you this. He might have chose me to be behind the microphone. And I'm glad I can't see y'all tonight because these lights are real bright. Uh, But he might have chose me to be behind the microphone. But he chose you. He chose you. And if you're online, you're not online by accident. He chose you. He chose every one of us. But what are we going to do with what he chose? What are we going to do? Because you see, I do a lot of illustrated stuff. I need a hook right here, but that's all right. But it's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. And it's time to turn. It's time to turn because it's a heart condition. And I'll come back to this heart in a minute. My husband painted it, by the way. (laughs) It was just brown. (laughs) All right, it's time to turn. That's the name of this message. It's time to turn. And Father, before I even begin, I just thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence here tonight, Holy Spirit. Thank you because you have come to speak and you have come to proclaim the name above all names, the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for every heart here, every heart online. I've asked you all day, starting in me, to condition our hearts to receive what you have tonight. Lord, the birds cannot steal it. The hot heat cannot scorch it because you're on the throne and we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise and we welcome you into our hearts tonight. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to deal with my heart tonight. I ask you, Holy Spirit, everyone in this house and everyone online, open our hearts and let us see what is exactly in our hearts tonight. Because it's time to turn. It's time to turn fully and surrender everything to you. And God, to you and you alone be all the glory. So if you get things as you get things, because you are going to get things tonight. But it is not coming from Tammy Groves. It is coming from the Holy Spirit that is bringing it from heaven. And we give him full reign. We give him full glory. And we say, do what you want to do in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. All right. It's time to turn. I think they've got it. We'll see in a minute. Maybe they don't. (laughs) I got it. Pastor almost took my notes. (laughs) <laughs> Y'all can probably read my front, my front I had, uh, or front, font, I had uh, Becca to make it so large. I'm like, my eyes have gotten old. <laughs> All right, I'm going to, nope, they don't have Second <laughs> uh, 2 Corinthians 3.16. There's two different scriptures, or, way, or two different versions I'm going to read from it. The first one's New King James. And I like this first word. I think you've talked about it a time or two. Nevertheless. 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 Nevertheless than what he wants in your life. You're chosen. You're chosen. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. If you read it in the E, well, in another translation, Um, It says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. 
When one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. About two weeks ago, I started hearing, actually it was when Bright Alignment, so it was the beginning of May, because I didn't even realize, well, I realized it, but as I was reading this over and over and over, it just, my eyes fell on it, I could not get away from it, and then I realized the veil, Bright Alignment, the veil. (laughs) And But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. The Jewish people, some of them, are still under the veil to believe the Messiah has not come yet. But every day that we do not turn to the Lord, there's a veil that can be put on us. There's a veil that can come over our eyes. Because Hebrews 12, 2 2 says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus the author and finisher of your faith. I was going through a terrible storm yesterday. I was like, God, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he said, quit saying that. I said, I I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I wanted to say it so bad. And I would look up and go, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And uh, because you can, you can. You can. There ain't a devil that can stop you because he couldn't stop him. He's already won. Go to the back of the book. He's already prevailed. He's already won. But we are left on this earth to glorify one thing, and that one thing is the one thing that we are here for. And his name is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit said he would, or Jesus said he would send the Holy Spirit. And he said he will share things with you about me. And he will glorify me upon this earth. Through who? Through you. Because you're chosen. But it's time to turn. It's time to turn. It's time to turn. I made this heart for a reason. And I'm pausing a minute because, to catch my breath. (laughs) No, I'm pausing a minute. Because I want it to be his words and not my words. That's why I've been so nervous. I'm like, God, I know how to get up there and speak, but I don't want to speak. I want it to be your words. And I, I don't. I don't. I want it him. And, but that heart there represents my heart. A few years ago, <laughs> I was in my 20s. and Well, actually, I want to go back a little further than that. The first message I ever preached behind a pulpit pulpit the Lord gave me it comes out of Matthew I believe I didn't look it up sorry but it's when Jesus come out of the wilderness it would be Matthew 4 when Jesus come out of the wilderness and he said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and I was in my early 20s when I uh, I was 20 when I actually probably brought that message repent for the kingdom of God is at hand And I did not realize that that still small voice was the Holy Spirit back then. But I heard him say, that's always the message. That's always the message. Always. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. (laughs) Go forward a couple of years. I was a youth pastor, assistant youth pastor at this time. And we both preached a lot, and we did a lot of ministry with these kids. And God was moving in mighty, mighty ways. And I'm sweeping the floor at 5 o'clock in the morning at my house in the kitchen. And I heard very clearly, you did run well, what hindered you? Well, being a preacher, I was like, yeah, that's a good message, Lord. I'm just sweeping away. 
And uh, you did run well. What hindered you? I heard it again. I'm like, yeah, I got it, God. I'll do that this Wednesday. I think it's my turn this Wednesday. I'll do that Wednesday. They did run well. What hindered them? And I got to thinking about different youth and how that their fire wouldn't burn in quite as hot as it had been. And But you did run well. What hindered you? And I heard it the third time. You did run well. What hindered you? And finally, I caught on. It wasn't for the youth. <laughs> It was for me. <laughs> and I said, God, what are you showing me? And he showed me one of the youth leaders that had just come on board. And I was jealous of her. Yeah. The youth leader, the youth pastor was jealous of a youth leader because all the kids were running to her now. And they loved her. And I'm like, what are you doing coming on board? I could see it. I mean, all at once, I seen the intents of my heart. And I'm like, and I just started crying. I never did preach that message to them. That message was always only for me. <laughs> but, but I started crying because she didn't have the problem. I did. I could say, but she, but uh-uh. She didn't have the problem. I had the problem. It was my heart he wanted to search. There's one other time, well, there's probably a lot. No, there's several. I know several times. There's another, there's another time, my heart here. I was standing, well, I was sitting right over there. It was last year. Rana was here, and she was speaking to the leaders. And she called my husband and I. We're sitting on the front row here. And she called Jeff up and was praying over him. She said, you come up too. And she called me up. I come up beside him. And she was praying over Jeff, and then she looked at me, or she started praying over me. And she whispered something in my ear. And in case any of you leaders were here and you were wondering what that was, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't care. I don't care. She said that loud. She said, arrogance. And I thought, because arrogance definition to me is somebody that thinks a lot of their self. And I'm thinking... And I'm looking at her, and she's like, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I did. I said that. And I said, but God, show me. Because what she didn't know is I knew God was going to show us stuff coming into that meeting. And I had been asking God, show me my heart. And, you know, every time I ask him to show me my heart, he always catches me off guard. I think it's going to be this, and it's something I didn't even know I had. And, but I was saying, show me my heart prior to coming to that meeting. And she looked at me, and she said, arrogance. And I, and I sat there, I said, God, show me. What you cannot see about this heart, right there, you can't see it, but it's a little black dot. And when I said, God, show me, all at once, I seen my heart. And I seen a small little dot, and it was black. And I knew immediately it was, it was arrogance. And I just started crying, I fell down, and I just lost it. And because uh, I don't want it in me. Yeah. And I asked God about that for probably a month. I'm like, God, why didn't I see it? But here's why I didn't. We think of words, and we think of things, and if you would just let him show you, if you would just sit in his presence like Pastor was preaching on Sunday, and just sit in his presence and let him show you. 
and say, God, search my heart. You know, David was a man after God's own heart. But if you read the Psalms, Psalms 25, 4 and 5, I think it is. He says, search my heart, O God. Search my heart and lead me in your truth. I mean, all through the Psalms, David is saying, search my heart. Search my heart. And when he says, search my heart, when you say that, and, and, and if you don't really mean it, say, God, I don't even really mean it probably, but still search my heart. Still search my heart. Help me get past the part that doesn't mean it and still search my heart. And as we say that, he will begin to show you things and he'll begin to, sh he'll begin to show you why. Because he chose you. He chose you. He chose you to love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. He chose you to love your neighbor as yourself. He chose you. He chose you to lighten up this world. And you find over in Matthew, He said, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. He chose you. He chose you. And I'm going to go a step further. He showed me this years ago when my kids were young. You're the light of the world. And if you read that scripture, it says you light a candle or you light the lamp and it gives light to everyone in the room. If I'm not lighting it up in my home, I'm not going to light it up in the world. I'm not. If I'm not real in my home, I'm not going to be real to the world. You're not. He wants your heart. It's time to turn to him. And it's time to let him search our hearts. You know, Monday, I again said, God, you know I'm getting up every Wednesday because you chose me. <laughs> I said, search my heart. Well, Monday, I was real good. He didn't show me a thing. <laughs> then along came my dear brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love my brother. My, my real brother. I do. I love my brother. And, uh, but my brother didn't want to listen to me yesterday. And even though that I was trying to tell him something, and he was like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you got it. And uh, when I got off the phone, you know what the Lord said? If that's anybody else, you love them. You love them. You've got a love for people. You've got to love him the same way. And he's a great brother. Don't take me wrong. And, uh, but he don't receive well from young sisters sometimes, even though we got older now, but, um, but he's still a great brother and you know what? I love him and I'm going to see him walk through some mighty things and God's going to use him for his glory. And I give you all the glory for that Lord in the name of Jesus. So. I was sitting there on May the 8th. I had a dream on May the 8th. I woke up and it was a really I even wrote it in this book that I got for my birthday this year, this month. <laughs> Thank you. And I had an anniversary, 34 years. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God's really used Jeff a lot in my life. Thank you, Lord. He's a man of wisdom, that's for sure. Anyway, I wrote in this journal, May the 8th, had a dream. I'm not even sure what a dream. <laughs> what I've got here. I put, I was in, I was in the house, my house. I was in my prayer room. We don't have a prayer closet. We have a prayer room. Our kids got married and moved out. So we just took one of the rooms <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to just stay. This dream was so vivid. I thought I was really in there and I just wanted to stay. 
I was resting. Like you said, there's always, and you need that. You need that. And I was sitting there, but I did not want to get up. I did not want to go out. And I was hearing, come, go. Actually, I was hearing, go, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into the Walmart, go into the, the workplace. And yes, I might use your mouth occasionally, but use your actions every day. Use your attitude every day. I will use you because you are chosen. I will use you every day. You just go. And, but don't go without first turning to him. But anyway, as I heard that, and I'd already been meditating on that verse, turn to him that I had said. And Mark is go into the world. Mark 16, 15 through 18, go. Go into the world and preach the gospel. All right. As I went back, I woke up and I'm like, oh, that was a dream. I laid back down and I don't know what time it was, maybe six in the morning when I woke up. I woke up and I heard, I see tree. I see men as trees walking. And it was that still small voice again, so I knew who it was. And I thought, I never understood that scripture. <laughs> and, uh, but I see men as trees walking. You find this scripture over in, hold on, I got it on my big paper here. I think. Yep, there it is. Um, Mark 8, 22 through 25. Then he came to Beth, Bethsheba, if I pronounce this wrong, y'all forgive me, Beth, Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand. He led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands on him. He asked him if he saw anything. He looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And, his, and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Have you ever wondered why Jesus touched him twice? You know, he led him out of the city. He led him away from the people. He led him away from his familiarity because being blind, he had gotten familiar. You go this spot, that spot, this spot, that spot. I like familiarity. I don't like it when I get out of, out of the norm. I was very nervous about being here. Remember, I kept saying, I can't, I can't, I can do all things. Through, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can, I can, you can. Because you're chosen. But he took him out of his familiarity. He led him out of the town in an area he's nowhere close to being, he don't know anything about. And then he spit on him. <laughs> but that's okay. Jesus can spit on me anytime he wants to. <laughs> but, but anyway... So he spit on him. And then he asked him, what do you see? Everybody else, he just healed and said, get up and walk. You know, praise God, go, go rinse in the, the water or whatever. The, go to the lake and rinse off and you're going to see. But this time he spit on him and he asked him the question, what do you see? And he said, 
I see men. Hold on, let me find it. I see men like trees walking. I think that's a great army of God. Now, now this is just Tammy. I, this is what I feel like God gave me. He had never seen people. He had never seen a tree. I'm sure he had felt of a tree. He had felt of people. And I think he was seeing an army, just like Ezekiel saw, an army rising up. But he said, I see men as trees walking. And I was thinking about that and meditating on that. And I thought about all the times I've been busy. I've been busy. Been busy doing things for the Lord. Been busy. Been busy. But I wouldn't turn in. I was busy. I was in the army of busy. I wasn't in the army of turning. The first verse we read said, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. When one turns to the Lord, and I've been there. I've been there. I've been busy. Been busy doing chaplain work. Been busy doing kingdom work. Been busy. But I ran out of that house without first turning to the Lord. God says no more. I'm rising an army. And their goal is going to be to give me their heart. Their goal is going to be to turn to me daily. Their goal is going to be take my heart, God, and show me anything you want to show me inside of it. Because I want to love what you love. And I want to hate what you hate. And I don't want to get caught in the middle. And I don't want to just get busy. And I might look good to everybody else and be busy. But you know my heart ain't right, God. You know my heart ain't right. It's important that we turn to the Lord. It's important that we say, search my heart, oh God. It's important. Do you want to be a David that has, that God looks down and says, that's a man after my own heart. That's a woman after my own heart. Yeah, I want to be that person. But it ain't going to be by being busy. It's only going to happen by me turning my heart to him. By me turning my attention to him. By me getting up in the morning, I don't feel like it, God, but get up. Get up. Get up. I don't feel like it, God. Be honest with him. He, he knows it already. <laughs> You're not hiding anything from him. Get up and say, God, I, get, I come to you today. I'm, this is me turning to you today, God. This is me turning to you today because I really want to be effective for your kingdom. Yes, yes. One of the things the Lord had showed Jeff before we go into the hospitals to pray is make us aware of our spiritual surroundings. Make us aware of the physical, but of the spiritual. And since we started praying that prayer, he's done that. He's done that. I walked past a room one time. I seen a woman sitting in there. And the doctor, I had just seen the doctor when I went in another room with the family and the woman was sitting in there and I went on by the room and the Lord goes, go back. And I went back and I knocked on the door and she come to the door and I said, ma'am, this is an older woman and an older man. They were probably in their late 80s or he was. And I said, ma'am, is everything okay? She said, yeah. I said, I'm a chaplain here. Can I pray with your husband? She said, oh yeah, come on in, come on in. She gets over on the other side of the bed 
And I just started, sir, I don't know if you're a Christian or not. I said, but it's a thing of the heart. I said, and I don't know what your heart looks like. I said, but I know a God that loves you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. And if you'll just believe in Him and ask Him to cleanse your heart, He'll come and live in your heart. And I prayed with Him. And uh, no, let me back up. I prayed healing over Him first. And then she hugged me. And she said, thank you. I've been praying for Him for 30 years. I said, let's go pray again. I said, is he a Christian? She said, no. I said, let's go pray again. That's when I told him the Jesus part. And, uh, and but, but I said, do you want to be a Christian? And he said, yes, I do. And he barely had any breath. And he prayed the prayer. And I said, it ain't in the prayer. It's in the heart. It's in the way you mean it. You can say any word you want to say, but if it isn't in here, if you don't mean it, you're just speaking out in the air. It's in here. And he prayed the prayer. And then you know things by the fruit they bear. And so we went out. And the lady, when we got outside that door, she came down like this on her knees and is bawling and bawling and bawling. Her son comes around the corner and he hollers out. He sees her and he just knew his dad had done died. And... He's, he's mama, mama, and he runs over and he hugs her. He goes, she's going, you tell him, you tell him. I said, your dad just got saved. He fell down and started crying. <laughs> yeah, you go, Jesus. Now, no one comes to the, fa to the father. I mean, no one comes to the son unless the father draws him. God allowed me to come to the harvest that day. He's, there's a harvest out there. But we've got to give Him our heart and we've got to be aware of our spiritual surroundings. And God, God, God did a thing. I seen the son the next day and he, well, he come running down the hall. He seen me first. And he said, chaplain, chaplain. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. He said, last night, he said, my father, he said, it's my stepfather. He's been my stepdad for 30 years. He said, his real son is a preacher. We have prayed for him for the whole 30 years I've been in this family. He said, and my father, last night, we all gathered around him. They have called hospice because they're sending him home to die. And he said, but he's not going to die. He's going to live forever. He said, last night, he said, last night, and this is the fruit. Last night, my father, he said, the only time my father has never said a word about Jesus to us. He takes his hat off when we bless the food. He said, he does respect that we're Christians, but he will not, in 30 years, he's never talked about God. He said, last night, he asked us questions about God for two hours. <laughs> he said, we sit in that room. The presence of God was in that room. He said, chaplain, thank you. I said, sir, all I can tell you is thank you. Thank you, God, I got to be in the harvest. Thank you, Father, I got to be in the harvest because it did not have nothing to do with Chaplain Tammy other than Chaplain Tammy was saying, here I am, God, use me. Here I am, God, I want to be used by you. And he has chosen you. If you will give him your whole heart, he will use you for his glory. Now, don't think Chaplain Tammy has not messed up since then. But if you keep saying, show me my heart, he'll show you, he'll show you, he'll show you. And you repent, you get up and you go on and you build the kingdom for his glory. Zach, you can come back.
I don't even know where we're going at this point. <laughs> but you know, Holy Spirit, you know. <laughs> um, I did write some more scriptures. I don't even remember why I wrote them down now, but I'm going to just read them <laughs> just in case the Lord wants them read. Uh, it says, now when the Spirit... Now the Lord is this, this is found in Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, behold the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes us from glory to glory to glory because we're chosen as long as we give Him our heart. Give Him your heart. Deuteronomy. This is for all you parents out here. My kids, I got grandkids, and but got one on the way in August. Woohoo! Last year, our daughter, they told her she would not have kids. She's pregnant. She's due in August. Thank you, Lord. You're going to be pregnant, Miss, Mr. Mr. Caleb and Miss Courtney, and you're going to have a healthy baby in the name of Jesus. Healthy mama, healthy baby. Same with Olivia. Healthy mama, healthy baby, and many others. But for you that are going to have the healthy mama and healthy babies and already have them, Deuteronomy 4, 9 through 10. Only take heed yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest you depart from your heart all the days of your life. At least they depart from your heart all the days of your life. They had been taught. They had seen the Red Sea open. They had seen many things happen. He said, don't forget. Don't forget. And teach them to your children, your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God. And when the Lord said to me, Behold, gather the people to me, and I will and have them to hear my words, that they may learn and fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. You know that day he didn't tell Moses, I want you to gather the youth leaders. I want you to gather the youth leaders because I want the youth leaders to teach your children. No. He said, gather the people. Gather the parents. Because the youth leaders are coming alongside you, helping you. They're your help. They're one of the helpers. The Holy Spirit is your helper, but the youth leaders are your helpers too. But when you stand before God, ain't none of them youth leaders going to be with you. Ain't none of them youth leaders going to be with you. And yeah, I said the word ain't because ain't none of them going to be with you. None of them. You're going to stand before him and you're going to give an account for the way you've raised your kids. Well, my kids are older now. I didn't do it. Repent. Repent. Start praying for them. Start living it in front of them. If you don't live it in front of them, even at a grown age, if you don't live it in front of them, then it's messed up. You're messed up. And I'm just going to tell you like it is. God don't want you messed up. He come to heal your heart. He come to heal your heart. He come to purify your heart. He come to get all the black out of your heart. Because you see that day I seen the arrogance in me. And the arrogance, by the way, I don't think I ever finished that story. 
The arrogance the Lord showed me was, couldn't nobody pray for, for them like I can up there at that hospital. <laughs> I had gotten so comfortable in the ministry of praying for people at that hospital that I honestly thought nobody could pray for them like I could. <laughs> Isn't that bad? Told y'all I had, I, I was bad. But I've done that. I'm like, nobody can do that like I can. Even Jeff can't do it as good as me. I mean, I didn't say that, but that's what was in my heart. That's what, when I asked him to start showing me what arrogance meant, because I didn't understand it. I knew I didn't think I was better than other people. But the arrogance wasn't that type of arrogance. It's nobody can do it like me. You know, you might can do this life better than me, but you can't do this better than me. I'm God's person right here. No, no, He chose me. He chose you, but He chose you to glorify Him. Nobody gets the glory but Him because He'll step you down. He don't want to, but if Tammy don't let God deal with her heart, then Tammy might still stand in front of people, but not with the anointing. Because just like David said, David knew it. He said, don't let your anointing depart from me, God. Search my heart. Search my heart. You know, you can come to the altar tonight and ask God to search your heart. And I do feel like God's going to give you that opportunity. At home, you can go and ask God to search your heart. But it isn't a one-time thing. It's a daily thing, or at least a weekly thing. If you don't want to do it but once a week, just do it once a week. And then ask him the next day too, was there anything left out? <laughs> Give me ears to hear. Give me ears to hear. Give us ears to hear. One of the scriptures the Lord had me to pray over everyone today was that the Word would fall on the good ground, the good ground of the heart. You know, the birds can't come and steal it. The heat can't scorch it because He wants it on the good ground. The only one that can stop it is me. God gave me a will. God gave me a will. And if I want to bend my will to His will, He will use me for His glory because He chose me. He chose you. You might not ever be up here with a mic, but I promise you, I promise you, I can't see hardly any of y'all. I just see forms of y'all out there. But He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. You're chosen by Him. Surrender. Surrender your whole heart. And you don't know until you ask Him. I didn't know. You don't know until you say, God, search my heart. Show me what's in me. And then help me be able to surrender that to you. Because sometimes, Natasha said it in the prayer room last week, last Sunday, Pam was talking about Jesus being the corner man. And Tasha went into prayer after that. And she said, Lord, there's many times you were saying right hook and I went left hook. We all have done it. We've all done it. But He don't want us to do it anymore. He's rising an army up. The man seen the people walking as trees. They were in unity. The unity, the unity, the unity. 
They weren't talking about each other. He didn't say, I see, I see men talking. No. He's seen unity. Unity. This church is in unity. And if you're in leadership in this church, don't you be talking about nobody. If you're not in leadership in this church, it don't give you no excuse. Don't you be talking about nobody. Because, you know, one of the things, oh, this is another thing God showed me about my heart one day. I was sitting, I didn't even ask Him this day. But I was sitting in, just in His presence. And He said, let me get the log out of your eye so I can help you get the speck out of your brother's eye. Get the log out of my eye, God. Get it out. Get it out of my eye. Help my mouth shut up. One of my favorite scriptures is in Psalms. It says, put a guard over my mouth, O Lord, where I will not sin against you. Yeah, put that muzzle on me, Lord. I've done it. I've done it. I've had to repent from it. I've lied. I've had to repent from it. But he don't want it. He wants me humble before him. He wants me to turn to him that he can remove the veil and He can show me what's in my heart and I can truly repent and be about His kingdom work. Because there's souls out there. There's a harvest out there. There's a harvest out there. And I want to go get them. I want to go get them. And I want Him to just be glorified. And He's not going to share His glory with anybody. He's not going to share His glory with anybody. It's to Him and Him alone be all the glory. But He chose you. He chose me. He chose Adam. He chose Eve. He chose Moses. He chose the children of Israel. He chose the 12 disciples. He chose Mary Magdalene. He chose these people. He chose me. He chose you. But He's saying, give me all your heart. Give me all your heart. Let me get the little black dot because what'll happen with that little black dot? It'll keep growing. If you don't give it, it will grow. The enemy don't care if it takes a week, if it takes a month. He don't care that you sit on a church pew. If you don't give him your, if you don't, the, what the enemy cares about is you surrendering to God. And that's why he tries every distraction to stop you from doing it. That's why he tries to get you to sleep in late so you don't get up and do it. Because it's you and God. God said, I just want you by yourself. You know, I was challenged this year. I, I have been very fortunate to be part of a group called Youth on Fire for God. I never seen these kids, don't know them, but I know their hearts and they're hungry for Jesus. They live on the other side of the world. They're hungry for the Lord. And they've allowed Jeff and I to minister and they've took us on as some of their elders. They come to us for, for counsel through the, the internet. And I mean, through t uh, a text type thing. But they're hungry. They're hungry for God. God's rising His hunger, hunger up in every continent, in every place. Every, there's seven continents on this earth. And He's rising His Spirit up in those whosoever will. And... I don't even know where I was going with this, but they're hungry. <laughs> but anyway, they, they're hungry. Be hungry. Be hungry. Be hungry. You know, they're not, when they're online and somebody's preaching, they're not saying pray for me and nothing's wrong with that. They're saying, give it to me, Holy Spirit. 
Yes, I receive it, Holy Ghost. That's how they, they, that's how they type in stuff. They're like, come on, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost, yes. You're speaking to me, Holy Ghost. I mean, that's how they type stuff in. They're open and they're hungry. And you can't judge people. That's one other thing. Rebecca's on the prayer team and she was telling Jeff Sunday and me that she got really bad cramp in her leg last week. I got a cramp. This was Friday night because my son was in Florida. My daughter come into town and we went to our son's house and I called Daniel and I said, party at Daniel's. I said, oh, he's in Florida, but we're still having a party at his house. <laughs> we had crashed his place. But during the night that night, I kept getting up because I was looking in the backyard for something that they have seen visible. And there's a house that's over here. I was looking straight here. There's a house. I'm going to come back to that other story in a minute. But there's a house over here. And it had those, how do you say it? Is it LED, Jeff? <laughs> they had big, bright LED lights on the front. And I'm looking at the back of my son's property right here. And this house right here kept catching my attention. And I'd look at it because those lights were bright. It was two of them. And they were bright. And I looked back here and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, that's what you do from time to time. I told you to fix your eyes on me, but you look over here because the angel of light can be very bright. He can be so bright that he almost looks like me. But you've got to look to me. I said, fix your eyes on me. Now, I don't know who that was for, but back to my story about the cramp. That night, I got back in the bed, and I got a cramp right here in the top of my foot. I've never had a cramp in the top of my foot. It balled up, and I just, I was about to cry. Jeff woke up. He said, what's going on? I said, there is a cramp in the top of my foot. I can't, usually I can stand up on my feet, and it gets rid of the cramp. I said, I can't even move. And he began to massage my foot, and that cramp left. And as he was massaging my foot, I thought about that scripture. I see men walking as trees. It takes all of us. It takes all of us. And if there's a weak tree, then we need to have enough of the Lord in us to say, here, have some of my, my sap. Here, Holy Spirit, don't talk about them. Holy Spirit, if you see it, don't go tell somebody about it. Pray for them. Pray for them. Lord, I don't know if you're showing me that they're, they're, they're struggling right now, but if they're struggling, then strengthen them, Lord, because they're part of your mighty army. Strengthen them, Lord. Don't kick them. Don't kick them while they're down. Strengthen them by your prayers. Intercession. Strengthen them. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. We give our hearts to you tonight, God. Lord, I lift up everyone here and I pray everyone online, any area of our heart that is not in full surrenderance to you, any area that is black, that has just a little speck in it, show us, God, show us. Show us how to yield that area and help us be willing. And Father, I just thank you and I praise you Thank you for your word tonight, God. Thank you that it went through me and then out of me because you first ministered to me. You don't get up here without that, and I thank you because it has nothing to do with me other than you chose me. 
but you chose them too, God. Use them for your glory. Use them for your glory. And I thank you for it. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.